Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. We're back, guys. We're here. We are. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. The, the pod did not break up. Uh, I do want to address some things from last week's pod, though. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, the first thing I have to do is I have to... When Rachel Kirkinell did the whole thing with going to the slave party and uh, the ABC was beating around the bush and not addressing it. What I said was, you know what they should do? Just apologize. It's all good. Uh, get back on the same page with everyone. And it's cool. And I failed to do that in last week's podcast. Um, I, in last week's podcast, I failed to live up to a standard that I even set for myself. And that's just a true thing. It's a, it's a, it wasn't, there wasn't a time right there for, for me to defend myself. Uh, if I had had problems or issues related to whatever, I should have brought those things up before then. Like if it had to do with parents day or whatever, I should have talked about it a long time ago. Um, and that wasn't the time to do it. Uh, and that's just like a knee jerk reaction that I have to defend myself when I'm put in that type of situation. You know what I mean? Um, so number one, that wasn't my best showing. And I apologize about that uh, to you and to everybody who listens that was disappointed in that. I am sorry. All right. Now, though, I'm going to talk directly to some of the stuff that's been happening on the Internet the last couple of days. OK, well, let me just let me just before you get into that, I just want to say. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to. We were all good. Right. And for people who didn't like that, you know, some people were like, oh, my gosh, it was so uncomfortable. I just feel like on brand for the show is that we kind of bring things to the table. Maybe we maybe we don't do it next time. Maybe, you know, like if it makes people uncomfortable or you uncomfortable, maybe like I should have handled it off the pod. I just, you know, for me, I'm like, this is something we do this. We don't hold back. We just kind of bring things to the table. And since, you know. So it happened on the pod to talk about it on the pod, but I you definitely didn't have to apologize to me. I was good. No, it's it's fine. But uh, it, I'm actually apologizing to you, but also because I did set a standard for myself and I didn't live up to the standard to what you just said to what you just said, though, as far as us having uncomfortable conversations on the podcast and us talking about things like this on the podcast, uh, that's the podcast that I envision and i hope that we have but i don't think it's the one that we ha that I, that we have right now i don't so over the past couple of days i've been called a misogynist i've been called uh, a manipulative boyfriend um i've been called like a the manipulative boyfriend vibes oh my I've god been, like the full gamut of things uh by people because of a moment where i admittedly wasn't my best self now i have a tendency to do something that is that doesn't serve me so why what i have a tendency to do is and i do this even with kalika sometimes what i have a tendency to do is have something happen and then deal with it and then when something else happens go say to somebody hey i dealt with that so you should deal with this Mm -hmm. Um, and that comes out of my desire to be super all right with everybody. Right. 
Like that's that's more people think that I enjoy like calling people out or having or or getting at people. I don't. What I really want to do more than anything is be super all right with everyone. It's funny when you were talking about your family, I started to think about maybe reasons why I make fun of your family so much, why I make fun of that so much. Uh, there's probably envy there because as you're as close as you are with your family and how everybody gets together, me and my mother and my father and my sister haven't been together in the same room in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's something that's like sort of safe and sort of like, sometimes there's a part of me that goes, that can't be the same as what I went through. Like that's got to be different. These people are married These like and, and, Mm-hmm. And they've continued to grow and he and like like upstanding black Negro Americans like that's something different than coming up in in South Baton Rouge and losing 100 people to murder and like having your parents be divorced and having your dad do this and having your mom do this and all the kookiness that comes along with my upbringing. Sometimes I think like that experience in and of itself uh, is emblematic of an entire community that I understand. And then there is a different experience that I actually don't understand. Like I don't get Mm -hmm. it sometimes. I don't get how people's parents could be in a, in a loving relationship after all of this time. Like, you know, my mother cries at the mention of my dad. Uh, My dad gets angry at the mention of my mom, but they still will do nothing except for ask about each other. Whenever you get on the phone with one of them. Um, And, and sincerely, I did not know that it was that sore of a spot. And had I known that it was that sore of a spot, I wouldn't have kept going back uh, like to the well. Somebody mentioned that somebody said on Facebook or or on um, or on uh, Reddit, what would Van feel like if Rachel continuously made fun of his weight or his mental health or anything like that? And those things would hurt. I feel like the only difference is I come on here all the time and I tell people just how much those just how like just how much those things matter to me just how upsetting those things are to me and if i would have known that that it was on par with it now that i see that it is i I, I won't do that anymore but it for me i and i and i kind of came to realize this as i was talking to you in the last podcast it's because i wasn't there to defend myself Mm. because it is the relationship that we have. We literally, nothing has ever been off limits. Like we go at each other about everything. But I think for me in that moment, it was like, okay, he said it, it lived there. I couldn't be like, Van, shut the fuck up like I normally am. Mm-hmm. And we could move on from it. Right. And so. No, yeah. I, I understand. Um, and, and, and once again, uh, I reacted poorly. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. I was about to say it was a joyous day yesterday. It was Freedom Day yesterday. Freedom Day? Freedom Day. 
it was yesterday was Freedom Day. Oh, free yesterday was Freedom Day. Let's yeah, turn the page. Turn the page. That's it, y'all. We we got we got no more family meetings. I'm mad I brought that to the table. Mm -mm. You're addicted to him now. You're addicted to him now. You said you never had him before. Nah, we was about to, it wouldn't be no family meeting. We was about to go to the foster care, and I was about to give away a whole bunch of children to Stop. foster care. Um, or maybe, you know what? That would be cool, though, if I was like a bad dad, you know? You know, because think it about it. would be cool. Yeah, because think about it. Because, like, because this is what I always thought about fatherhood, right? This is because this is, so it's kind of boring to be a good dad, like, every day. You get used Nobody's to a good dad every day. That's the thing. But like, I mean, just like even it's an not engaged leave it to dad. Beaver. Well, what I'm saying is, isn't it better if your dad like fucking sucks, but then like once in a while he's good? Well, let's say he drinks, he goes crazy, but then I guess, every once in a while he buys you a shiny new toy. I'll tell you a story about my father real quick. Because... You know, a lot of times my dad would say that he was going to come somewhere and then he would just never show up. But it, it, but oh what but what there's something else. There's one thing that he did that was so awesome. I wanted a Batman video game. And uh, and like my father, my father was like, okay, we're not we don't have no money for no video games. We don't have it. Just fuck all that. You don't get no video games. I'm like, God damn. And I come home one day. I'm like, yo, dad, seriously. It's like, can we ha can I have the game? It's like, can I have the video game? He goes, no. No video game. As a matter of fact, take your ass out there and video game your ass with that lawnmower. So when I go out there <laughs> to get the, the lawnmower, the game is taped to the lawnmower. Oh, and, and that's so, really special. And, yeah. And so I look over and he is just laughing his head off. It's so fun torturing me. But I thought about it. If he had just bought me the games when I wanted them, that wouldn't be a special memory. So... That's the kind of dad I'm going to be with the Thought Warrior community. I'm going to be the, 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 the dad that only comes through 10% of the time, but you really remember it, and you keep telling yourself for your whole life. Wow. <laughs> I won't be that kind of mom. Well, that's a nice segue into the first topic. Speaking of dads. Mm -hmm. America's dad. <laughs> Freedom Day for America's dad. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've never seen anything. What Freedom Day for America's dad, Rachel? I just can't get over this story. This this is heartbreaking. You don't understand. This is all very heartbreaking to me. What? Hold on, going. hold on, hold on. I will say something real quick. My father was a good father. Like I'm not, like I, I don't it, think anybody does. Okay, that, my dad was I'm, a good dad. I'm dying for him to come on the podcast. I don't. So think, I don't think you. Do. I know. <laughs> oh, oh really? You got something to say to me? Uh, there's a reason why. If we if we if we're gonna completely come clean. The reason why I've like kept him off oh, the it's podcast because, because of my dad? is because he wants to address your father. He can say it to me. <laughs> oh, he wants to talk directly. He to wants him. to address your dad. Like, to me? Right, to no, me or to directly he, he, to my dad? He wants to address the issue. He feels played. Like I'm telling he, you. Because he doesn't like the way that, that my dad talked to you. No, it was my my whole family felt that way. My mom felt that way. My oh, sister mom felt that too. way. Yeah. Like they 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 all felt they legitimately felt played. You know, I gotta go back and listen to it. Cause I know it wasn't a whole hour, but I gotta go back and listen to it. Man, I love um, the judge. I love the judge. The judge forced no, me to be a I gotta person. go. I mean, I hate I hate that your family feels that way, but I gotta I gotta go back and, and listen to it. Yeah. I really do. So um, but yeah, America's dad, Bill Cosby. You, you're a Cosby kid, so this was like a. I'm a Co This is, this is really tough. Why is it tough? It's, What's tough about it? 
because I thought Cliff Huxtable was my dad. I thought I was one of the Huxtables. Some some might call me Vanessa. I thought I was more of a Denise. Mm-hmm. But I, when you grow up and you you know you daydream, you imagine things. Like I wanted to be in that household. I wanted to be a part of that family. I looked up to Cliff Huxtable. Mm-hmm. You know he was the epitome of like a straight laced guy and you know he reminded me of my like the whole family reminded me of my family and i'd so it's hard to me that 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 dream is very shattered for me yeah as i mean i I mean as an adult you know people aren't perfect but when you've held on to this this idea for such a long time it's tough it is tough it is tough here's the thing about this by the time this podcast comes out you guys are basically going to have been drugged through the Bill Cosby ringer. We're recording on a Thursday. The news hit yesterday and caused a social media civil war. Okay. So many of your faves were tweeting out and very happy about the fact that Bill got out of jail. Wait, was it that many? It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. Hey, man, Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad jumped in it. So much so that Howard university where she has a deanship at uh had to come out and distance themselves from the fact that she tweeted in support of bill cosby um when his conviction was overturned okay so i want to do something as my first toughen the fuck up thing with the thought warriors okay i want to do something right now this is the first thing i'm going to do we're going to look now at what happened with bill cosby and divorce ourselves from the feelings that we've had about it before okay Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to attempt to do this because I don't think people have a real understanding of exactly what it is that we're talking about when we're talking about Bill Cosby. I see so many things out there that just aren't true. So first thing we should do is talk about the why the conviction itself was overturned. So just so that people are sure you are our legal expert when Yodi's not here. So <laughs> do you want to give the people I thought about calling her. I thought I thought about it too. Do you want to give the people a rundown of why uh Bill Cosby's conviction was overturned? Honestly, you guys, it's really not that complicated. And I think that most of which is why I can talk about it. <laughs> we don't need Yodi. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't do criminal law, but basically there was a prosecutor. Actually, I don't even know if he's a prosecutor. Yeah, he hasn't been a prosecutor. He was the prosecutor, Anyways, yeah. It was a prosecutor who came, who before made a deal. Prosecute, prosecutor is on the criminal side. He had no business really getting involved in the civil case at all, which is part of the problem. But basically made a deal with Bill Cosby that said, if you testify to certain things or you give certain testimony, because he didn't t- talk about everything, if you give certain testimony in the civil case, then we it will not incriminate you. We will not criminally charge you for what you testify to in the civil side of things. So Mm -hmm. he made this agreement with him years and years and years ago. You had a new set of prosecutors who came on who said, you know what? We didn't agree to that. We're not going to abide by that. And they used that testimony from his deposition in his criminal case, and he was convicted based on that. So the problem is that they violated his his due process, his fifth and 14th amendment rights. And therefore he, you're, you have the right, your fifth amendment right to not self incriminate, to not incriminate yourself. You know, I plead the fifth. Everybody knows that I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth. So you have the right to do that. Well, he gave up that right in the civil suit because he was promised that he would not be charged criminally. Hmm. And so a, a higher court overturned 
the charge against him and said that he cannot be charged at all mm. when it comes to this. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. It's interesting. So the prosecutor's name was Bruce L. Castor. His name. That's his name. Bruce L. Castor Jr. Bruce Castor Jr. He actually uh, he happened to be one of Trump's lawyers just recently. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so this is what Mr. Castor said his method of thinking was. What he said his method of thinking was is that he looked at the Andrea Constant situation. Right. He mm -hmm. looked at the whole deal and he didn't think, even though he believed her, he didn't think that she would be able to win a criminal trial against Bill Cosby. What he said was he looked at everything and didn't think that they would be able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what he thought. So what he said was um, the best thing he could do was promise Bill Cosby that he, if so that Miss Constant, Andrea Constant is the woman's name, so that she would get some justice. He could promise Bill Cosby that he, you know, like you said, wouldn't prosecute him. And then the, the burden of proof is lower in a civil trial and she would probably win that based upon the deposition if they were able to ask him all of this stuff. Okay. She ended up being awarded $3.3 million. All right. So that is what he was thinking. This is the, this is the tough part. The tough part is, in my opinion, this decision to reverse Bill Cosby's conviction was the right one. And the reason why... Well, legally, yeah. Yeah. The reason why I feel that way is because we cannot set a precedent where prosecutors... Let's say me, you, and we'll just use Yodi since, you know, she's got a big show making the case Yodi on Black News tonight, Black News Channel. <laughs> Let's say me, you, and Yodi, we're driving. I pull out a gun. I go, watch this, guys. I'm cool. And I shoot somebody and kill them. Okay. Uh, just a random person at a bus stop. You guys are accessories. You're driving away, right? The mm -hmm. cops come to you and they say, hey, we're not going to prosecute you if you tell on Van. You tell on me, then a cop, then 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 they then then the DA prosecutes you. We just we can't have a situation where there's a precedent set where that can happen. You know what I mean? And so yeah, the reality you is honor due process. The, the reality is they probably did the right thing. This to me is the most disgusting and egregious miscarriage of justice that I've seen in a long time. And Bruce Castor should be ashamed of himself. Number one, he did not have to do that. Correct. He he did not have to do that. It is so wild to me in that situation. And it is highly irregular. First of all, there is some actual legal argument right now about whether or not he even has the power to do that and whether or not that promise is even binding. It is binding now because the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says it's binding. And the only way to overturn it now is the big boys in Washington would have to make a decision on it. And we know how rarely the Supreme Court takes a case and it's they're very selective about the cases that they choose and who knows if they're going to take this one. But this was a gut punch to anyone, anyone who has been shocked, saddened, has been the victim of sexual That's it. violence That's or, it. Or, or, or anybody. I went back and I read the deposition mm -hmm. in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I know that there are people out there that are saying all kinds of things, right? People out there that are saying that Bill Cosby was just having sex with women and giving them drugs before, right? Giving them drugs. They consented to taking the drugs and then whatever they were all, it was the seventies. They were all getting it popping. 
I want to point out a couple of things. He had seven different prescriptions for Quaaludes. Seven different prescriptions for wow. Quaaludes. He had a stockpile of Quaaludes. When asked about in the deposition why he had the Quaaludes, Bill Cosby said that he was not using the Quaaludes for any back pain or anything like that. He was using the Quaaludes to have in sexual encounters with women. One of the women, there's a, another narrative here is that Bill Cosby never actually drugged any women. That's actually not true. Allegedly. One woman alleges Bill Cosby gave her some coffee. After she drank the coffee, he said, I made you a nice coffee drink to relax you. After she drank the coffee, she woke up in a parking garage and felt like she had just been sexually molested. Okay, there were all types of women who claimed that they did not know what they were taking. And the relationship between Bill and Andrea Constant, he groomed her for years. For years before he took it to the next level with her. If you read the deposition, it is clear. And I know people, it, it's difficult that people, they don't want to believe that this happens. There is a pathology there. There is a trend there and a modus operandi there for Bill, for Bill Cosby in the way that he gets to what it is that he does. And there's something that like he digs about it. They straight up asked him in the deposition, this particular woman, was she coherent enough to have made a decision to have sex with you? And he said, I don't know. Like, it, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I thought he admitted to giving them quaaludes. He admitted to in giving the deposition. He did. He admitted to giving them quaaludes. But so what people are saying is, and I should be clear about this. What people are saying is he's admitting to giving them quaaludes, but giving somebody a quaalude is different than drugging someone. Okay. So giving somebody a quaalude is different than drugging someone. And I just want to make sure that we talk about that. You were going to say something though? No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep so I, I want to make sure that we talk about that. Okay. So let's take two different situations here. Right. I'm asking everybody just to listen to what I'm saying. Divorce yourself of emotion. Let's take two different situations here. One situation is you like you're at my house. No, not my house. Fuck that. It's not gonna happen in here. Okay. It'll never happen in here. You come over to my house, have some drinks. If you want, it's all great. Me, I'm here, Kalika's here, Bozeman's here, you're safe. It's not gonna happen in my house. It's at some other motherfucker's house. All right. Is that you're at Bill Cosby's house? Let's fuck it. Let's use this nigga. You're at like you're at Bill Cosby. You're at Bill Cosby's house. Okay, you're at Bill Cosby's house. Two different situations. Bill Cosby comes up to you. He gives you a drink. You drink the drink. You get knocked out. Um, uh, he has sex with you, right? Okay. Second situation is you come over to Bill Ho Bill Cosby's house. Bill Cosby says, "Hey, take these. They'll help you relax." You take them. You get knocked out. Bill Cosby has sex with you. What's the difference in those situations? Do I know what I'm taking? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Why? So I'm taking something to relax. So I, you're saying I consented to taking something, not, but I don't know what it is. I'm saying both of those situations are exactly the same. Oh, I am agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm saying... I'm sorry. No, no, okay, I'm, I'm saying, agreeing with you. I'm saying if you take... if. If, I thought you were saying you were trying to say they were different. No, Sorry. not at all. I'm saying both. I'm saying for anyone who says there's a difference because the women knew that they were taking drugs. That's okay, the fucking question. That's not the question. The question is, 
did they consent to having sex with Bill Cosby? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the only mm -hmm. question. The only question is, the question is not whether or not they knew, like, you knowingly took drugs. Okay, I knowingly took drugs, but I didn't knowingly give you permission to have sex with me or to digitally penetrate me or to orally do whatever to me or whatever. And I think that that's what a lot of people say. People saying, okay, well, he gave women some, he says he gave Andrea Constant some Benadryl to make her relax. She, she claimed she was knocked out. Right. So, right. I mean, look, it, I, I'm not going to jump on a holier than now type of situation. And we talked about Chauncey Billups, so I know that this looks weird. What, what, what I'm talking about right now in this position is you're looking at clear-cut evidence, clear a clear-cut history. Like, Bill Cosby is, he's sick. He's insane. Well, Van, that's very evident because that, what he said in that deposition was used to find him guilty in criminal charges. So he said enough incriminating things, which is why he agreed to talk anyway. He knew what he was saying was incriminating, which is why that deal was made, which is why the new prosecutors wanted to come and use that testimony to charge him in the criminal court. It's there. And I think what bothers me so much for all those people, I did not realize it was that many people. I knew about Felicia Rashad, which is saddening in itself. Uh, but I did not know there were all these people, celebrities coming forward and, and saying things in, in support. In support. I saw the put and pop thing in support of Bill Cosby's release. But this is what bothers me the most. Cosby came out and made a personal statement on his Twitter account. And he said, quote, I have never changed my stance nor my story. I've always maintained my innocence. The power trip that Bill Cosby is on, the delusion that he is under, that he is maintaining his innocence even after admitting the incriminating things in the deposition for the civil case. He is still trying to operate under the guise that he did nothing wrong. It's so disrespectful to the women, not even just the woman who was involved in the civil case. There are, what, 60 plus or is it 70 plus women and, and more, according to Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince, that haven't even come forward. There is a bigger issue here that goes beyond Cosby, and it's the fact that women, you don't, people don't feel protected against sexual assaults in this industry, in life in general. And with the decision that just came out today, even if it is on a technicality under the legal system, it shows that there is such a bigger problem that exists, and it makes it feel people victims of sexual assault feel like they can't see justice that the system isn't on their side and it's and and that if you have enough power you can get around all of this and it is so upsetting with what's happening here like forget all forget bill cosby's one person in this whole bigger issue of things and uh, people have been asking me we've been talking about this for the last couple of days and We, we we just have to be better about this type of stuff. Um, look, there are people in my life that I've had to distance myself from because of issues that they've had regarding stuff like this. Mm. And it's so it's it's difficult. It's hard, right? It's it's like. Um, you're sitting down with somebody and you know somebody 
and you play video games with them, you play basketball with them, and then all of a sudden they go, man, shit, she said, I just did it anyway. Then you're like, oh my God, it's tough. It's tough when it's somebody that you've known for a long time, but it's also it's tough when it's Bill Cosby, when it's somebody that you've, that you've grown up with. Um, it, and look, we talked about the Chauncey Billups situation, and let's be honest with it. With the Chauncey Billups situation, I was seemingly on the other side of this. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't have any belief in his innocence or in his guilt. Um, and it would be stupid for me days after we had that conversation not to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even in that situation. It's not even me holding on to the hope or holding on to the belief that Chauncey Billups didn't do anything. It's an actual question about what happens when something goes through the legal system and there's no outcome uh, it he's he there's no there are no charges but you settle does a person get to go on living their life all right you compare that to Bill Cosby who has multiple accusers after all of the time I do think that the situations are different but I will say that the fact that Bill Cosby walked away scot-free from this uh just reminds you that in these situations the adjudication of them cannot be the only standard that we hold ourselves to in determining what we do with bad actors. There are a lot of people that say, why are we discussing Bill Cosby in this uh, when we're having this talk? Because you can't really discuss. There's a broader issue to discuss that's more than this and it's bigger than Bill Cosby. There are two things that are very, very important to make in societies run efficiently to me. Two C's. One is cooperation. That's very hard. Cooperation is, is is very hard, right? It's hard to cooperate. As human beings, we're wired for cooperation, but at the same time, the differences in culture and our understandings make cooperation very difficult sometimes. The second one, these are the two C's to me that make a good society. The second one is as important as the first one, um, and it's easy for some and hard for others, and that's consequence. So there's mm-hmm. so there's no way to have a to have a conversation about rape culture or um about the way that women uh and some men have been treated uh in this entire system and not have a conversation about the people that have exploited it and the worst actors. The conversation about Bill Cosby gets us into the conversation about what active living consent looks like. Yeah. Like it, that's you. You can't give somebody drugs, wait for them to get blanked out, and then have sex with them. And consenting to taking the drugs is not consenting to the sex. And the fact that, and I, I want to make one more thing clear about Bill Cosby before we leave. In the seventies and the sixties and the eighties, Bill Cosby was one of the most famous men in the world. He remains one of the most famous men in the world. There's a football player named Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper was a football player. You know Darren Sharper, right? Right. So Darren Sharper was a, a, a safety for uh, the Saints, won a championship with my Saints. Um, cute. For the Packers. 
he was gorgeous guy. Yeah. Darren Sharp, yeah. Darren Sharper caught cases in Florida, Louisiana, and California for drugging women and having sex with them. The mm-hmm. first thing that popped up in my mind, in my mind, when that happened to him was, why would he be doing that? There's not a club or a place where Darren Sharper can walk into and not have women all over him. Same as like a guy like Bill Cosby in the 70s and 80s. There's something deeper there. It's about power and it's about the disposal, the, the disposability of like a woman's body. There's something that they like about lifeless, powerless women being in their huh. grasp. That's fucking scary. No, it's disgusting. Like Bill Cosby is legit. I know that people out there, they don't want to get rid of Cl- Cl- Cliff Huxable. And we're droning on about this. But I just want people to understand that there really can't be much. There's not a gray area here. Yeah, no, he's a predator. And I think people do it under the guise of they think they're being funny by putting up a meme or saying stuff like hot boy summer. But you're diminishing the fact that multiple, multiple women have come forward and several that we don't even know that have been terrorized by this man. And, it, and, and, and it's hard for me to say it's it's hard for me to say this when he's somebody that I looked up to for such a long time. And you have to let go of that and realize that he was playing a character. This is real life, Bill Cosby. Hmm. This is who he really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We were going to move on to the goddamn building collapse, but I think we need to uh, we need to switch it up real quick and talk. Some foolery? Uh, yeah, well, well, not not foolery. Okay, we'll come back to the business collapse, the the building collapse, because we have to talk about that because that's an important societal issue that people aren't really. But I want to talk about the money, Rachel. It's all about that bag. Oh my God! Shout out to all of you NCAA athletes out there. Oh, this you money. rich motherfuckers, boy! I've I've never seen motherfuckers come out. These dorms about to look insane. I just Not uh, these really for a lot of people, yeah. Not everybody's a superstar. So, no, no, no. To, to let the people know what's happening. So I'm gonna let tell you what. So it's called NIL, baby. It's called NIL. NIL all the way to the motherfucking bank. That's the what does I'm NIL stand for? NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Every NCAA athlete, I'm talking in my low money voice. This is the money voice right here. Ew. Every NCAA athlete <laughs> in the country would be able to make money from endorsements and through a variety of other Stop. ventures no. starting <laughs> Thursday. The NCAA board of directors decided Wednesday to officially suspend organizational rules prohibiting athletes from selling the rights to their name, images, and likeness. Baby, that means we on commercials. That means we got logos. That means you got to pay us before you put us in these fuck-ass video games. That means we out here, baby. We in the Chick-fil-A commercials, man. We doing it. They don't own us no more. We out here. And they already been getting money. There are these two uh, white girls who are twins on TikTok. And they, I think they play at like Fresno State. They already, they already signed up with like T-Mobile or Boost Mobile or some shit like that. Deals are coming left and right. People getting paid. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting. When I first heard this announcement, I thought, oh, are they going to be able... I knew they were going to get paid in this regard, but I thought they might get be able to get paid when it comes to recruiting, right? So when a coach comes in, into your house and sits on your couch and says, hey, we want your son or your daughter to come to University of Texas, we're going to offer you $100,000 to sign. No, LSU is only offering you... I mean, that but you could can, be it. But you can do that, though. I'll tell you how you can do it. Like if you... Because Texas has like 14 billionaires... <laughs> in, like the, in their trust so if yeah. one of those guys owns a car dealership you can That's basically it. do the same thing by saying hey uh you know come over here we can pitch you some commercials and make you a hundred grand yeah so you can't get paid for doing things for your athletic achievements but you can be paid like like i am as a, as an influencer you can now be paid as an influencer which i think is pretty cool now there's been this debate though and i'm curious as to your thoughts where people have been talking about well what about all the people who've been punished in the past for making money off their name and likeness or even their athletic achievements do you think that those people who may have gotten um you know, in trouble or maybe their awards or their honors taken away from them, they should be reinstated. Oh, I always thought that they should be reinstated. I think this shit is stupid. See, I don't. Whoa. I don't. You don't think that L- I don't think Reggie Bush should senior? get that. I don't oh think he should get Oh my God. Let's get Reggie on the phone right Young. now. You should give it to Vince oh, Young. Let me call up. Vince. Well, well, let's call Vince. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Vince didn't deserve the Heisman that year. That's what everybody thought until they saw the, the national championship game, hey, right? Am I the, lie. the ceremony was before the ceremony was before the game, and I think that fueled Vince to do what he did in that game. Ooh, Vince went nuts, baby. Vince went nuts. Vince went nuts. But I'll tell you one thing, though: that year Reggie Bush was better. Okay, here's the here's the. Re- Let me go back to this. This Texas. is why I don't think Mac <laughs> Brown. Shout out to Mac Brown. Where you Shout at, Mac? Shout out to Mac. You said North Carolina. Shout out to Mac Brown. That's why. So why, um, that's why you think Reggie should, Reggie shouldn't get his husband back. Why? No, 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 no. Those were the rules in place, whether you agreed with them or not. That was the rule. So to go back and say, you know what? Because this happened, now I'm gonna go back. How many years was it? Fifteen years ago, and give him back his. Heisman Trophy because he violated a rule that was in place. I think people are asking for too much. What kind of comparison are you going to make to that? There's so many. Don't do that. (laughs) It's not reparations. This ain't no reparations type thing, okay? A Heisman Trophy is not a form of reparation. I know exactly what you're thinking when I say that. As I'm saying it, I can see your brain just like... like, Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we, we definitely shouldn't no, we definitely the rule apply. was in place then, and people have been fighting for it to change. It's change, Reggie. Reggie, you're what? not. They're not returning your calls. So you're not they're not. They, they didn't even return this man's calls. <laughs> ah, damn. So, so look, your your point about reparations is actually true because reparations is actually work that was actually done and then never paid. So there is a difference. I was yeah. just. I, I understand that. I know, but I saw your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, know where you were ready to go. But I will tell you this though. I will say this. I'll say. There is something to be said for, put it to you like this. I personally believe that, okay, that stuff like this always should happen. So let's take like marijuana right now, right? Okay. So marijuana right now is a thing to where it's pretty much federally decriminalized. There are still places where you can get in trouble for weed, but the tide is turning so quickly, it'll be be done here pretty soon. Most places that uh, 
the most big, huge places you can go smoke weed, nobody's going to do anything, right? Um, I personally believe that as part of the government normalizing weed, that federally they should release anybody who is being held on marijuana charges. I agree with that. But it's There's this. It's this. What's the difference, though? So I'm sure people who are who have been are in jail for for whatever they did in regards to marijuana probably lost their job, probably lost income. What Reggie is asking for is for um to get back his trophy, to get back what he was honored for. That's like going back and saying, okay, well now we're gonna give you the same job that you lost back, right? Because you lost your job because of this, because you did something wrong and you broke a law that was in place. We're gonna give you back that job. We're also gonna compensate you for all the money that you lost. You know, that, that, that's what that is. You see so what I'm saying? I There's a difference. It. I get it. So this is the reason why I think the Heisman Trophy is a special thing. The Heisman Trophy is an honor that Reggie Bush won on the field. And because of the name, image, and likeness stuff, I think personally it's not enough when you're when – you're, because we're talking about a system where the college athletes have been exploited, right? And there's, Absolutely. And there's all a, under the guise of amateurism. All under the guise of amateurism. And there's a cost to that. It's not just something out there that exists that we all intellectually know is bad. There's actually a human cost to that. Because of those rules and how oppressive they were, people actually lost things, right? Some people went through poverty. There were, there were there definitely guys who were big-time college stars make, generating millions and millions of dollars for their universities, got hurt, never got a chance for it. So there were people that lost things because of this. Reggie Bush, in my, in my opinion, is an example of somebody who the oppressive rules of the NCAA cost him something. It cost, cost him what? His Heisman Trophy. That's his what, Heisman Trophy, but not as he went on to play. You know, he was injury prone and that he didn't even have the same success. But that had yo, nothing to do. You got something against Reggie? This, you, it, I have nothing against Reggie. That's a fact. He was he got hurt and he didn't have the same success. That had nothing to do with him losing the, the Heisman. Super what number champion. was he drafted? Number two. Number two overall. Okay. Yeah. Ahead of Vince. Yeah. Super Bowl. Reggie Bush had a better career than Vince Young. And, and I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah. Vince, Jeff, Jeff Fisher oh. got Vince Young right the fuck out of here. But um, unfairly, by the way. Right. Because Vince yeah. was having. Shout out to Vince. Because Vince was having. Why. Come on the podcast. Vince, Vince was having some success. But look, I, I think. I do think Reggie Bush deserves his Heisman back. I think if they're really, if they're really trying to make this a whole thing and, and make this right, that they should do something like that. Because the rules weren't fair. And he was, he was. But you came into college knowing what the rules were, right? You knew what the, whether you agreed with them or not, you signed on to play knowing what the rules were. You did. And you violate them, right? You getting that money under the table, that under the table handshake. Hmm. And it didn't stop him from being drafted number two, from going on to play several years in the NFL. Reggie's doing just fine. The only thing he doesn't have is the Heisman Trophy on his mantle. And Everybody Heisman, knows he won it. And Everybody he knows he won it. And the Heisman Trophy is, the, we can move off of this, but the Heisman Trophy is such an honor. We're talking about a couple of dozen, what, 87, sure. 100 guys or something like that. Like, sure. And he went to the ceremony and his name was called out and he stood on the stage and there's pictures to prove it all. He just doesn't have the trophy. Give him his Oscar. What do you care about them giving him his Oscar trophy Because then you got to go back. No, because I'm using him as an example because, you know, it's come out that he's like, I've been calling. They won't return my He call. called the dude and the dude won't return his call. <laughs> the guy was like, the guy. should have kept that to the, the Heisman nigga literally was like, 
We don't have shit to talk about. Reggie Bush. Like we're like, we're using, like you, but let me ask a question. Do you I'm think because he's in the news? Do you there think are other people too? Do you think it's okay. fucked up? Reggie Bush can't even go to an SC game. Oh yeah, that's messed up. I didn't know that. Yeah, he they he, they made him disassociate. He can't go to, yeah, they made but him. But Pete Carroll can come back because Pete Carroll said, "You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and take this job in Seattle. I'm, I'm not. Pete Carroll's like, I'm, I'm not gonna look back. Pete Carroll said, "I'm done." Yeah, that's messed up. The school should the school at this point I think it, should let him come back to a game. I, that's pretty messed I, up. I, I, if I'm right, I think maybe that is already over but he had okay, to disassociate that's yeah. pretty i know he had to disassociate be. himself but that's uh, that's pretty messed up okay so joe biden visited the site of the horrific horrific condo collapse um down there in miami at least 18 people dead uh and a lot more missing now i'm mm. sure that if you guys have been paying attention to the news um you've seen this uh, it's down there in Surfside, Florida, a big building, big condominium building collapsed and people lost their lives right away. When you looked at it and they said one person died, you knew that there were going to be more. It oh yeah. If you saw the video, literally looked, literally looked like someone had bombed the building. Yeah. Uh, it, so, uh, I Bi Biden visited and he said that. Uh, what he's going to try to do is commit some federal funds to clean yeah. up, uh, you know, rebuilding and maybe trying to make whole uh, some of what's going on with 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 the families down there. So President Biden. But there are last time I saw, I think there were one hundred and forty five people that are still missing. It is heartbreaking what has happened. It happened in the middle of the night. Um I, I just people live there. It's not like it was a vacation home. I mean, people live there. You can watch it. You can see beds and the debris. It is horrifying what happened. And even more so that, you know, a lot of people are trying to look for answers. How did this happen? How could something like this, you know, happen to a building like this? People want to know. And now it's come out that there was a 2018 report, an engineer report that said, that there was cracking in the foundation. There was something with the cement in several areas of the, the building. That was three years ago. So, I, you know, I, our thoughts are with the families that are and people that are impacted by this. And I just hope that they find more people safe than they do, you know, in the debris. So it's, it's, I read something about this that jumped off the, 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 the screen or the page at me. Um, and there was somebody that was involved in this or somebody that was commenting on it from down there that said, we don't see things like this happen in America. Things like this happen in third world countries, building collapses of this nature, stuff like that. Um, that struck me for one reason. It struck me for, it struck me because, should I say, us coming off the year that we had with the pandemic and learning everything that we've learned about the cracks in the foundation of this country and about how rampant hypercapitalism has caused people to uh, value money over human beings. Now you're talking about the fact that people are looking at a building, seeing that a building is cracking. Um, and when I'm looking at this and this, it was would have taken millions of dollars to 
to repair it or to make the necessary changes. And I don't even know if that would have stopped this from happening, you know, because you have, you have to then go back and look at the construction of the building. I read something that said it had been settling into the, into the earth. Um, That's a big issue in South beach though, by the way. What is that? And so I, I hope that a lot, anybody who's living in South beach is, you know, figuring out, cause I'm sure a lot of these people were completely ignorant to what was even going on in their building. People have been saying for a long years, South Beach is sinking. And 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 like people have talked about it won't even be there after a while. And so that people have rust in their car under their cars because of the water. It's why when we lived in Miami, I did not want to move to South Beach because this is a, a narrative that has been out there and fact factual for a long time. So when you tell me it's it was sinking into the the earth, that's that's a lot of buildings. At South in South Beach. Why why is South Beach sinking? That's above my. Not, I don't even want to. I don't understand it. Hmm. Hmm. But it, I, it, I, I don't know if it's it's below sea level thing. I, I'm not sure if it's due to hurricanes, but it's something I knew when I immediately when I moved there. So I read an article one time about whether or not the Florida Keys have any sort of a future, and that <laughs> that was because of rising sea levels. Oh, maybe that's it. And so if if that's because of rising sea levels, then once again, we're talking about man-made destruction. I am not going to use these people's lives that lost their lives down there in Florida make, to make a political point. But I, what I am going to say is the most valuable commodity that we have are human beings. People got to be able to go to sleep in their beds at night um, without thinking that there's a possibility that their building is going to crumble on top of them. That means we have to care about the way that we build things. We have to care about the way we maintain things. We have to care about it, not trying to save a buck, but trying to keep people happy and keep people safe and keep families safe and keep children safe. That has to just matter more than any of that other stuff. And when I look at this, mm -hmm. I wonder, and I'm not, you know, obviously in tragedies, we always look for somebody to blame. I wonder who tried to cut a corner here? Did someone try to cut a corner here? But it's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. That's sad about South um, Beach too. Well, and I and I don't like to say a lot that I don't know things. There's an article in the Washington Post that was six days ago under the climate and environment section that talks about the rising sea levels and the condo collapse and how this has been an issue. And they're trying to put together like a a $4 billion project over the next 40 years to protect the city from floods that result from sea level rise. So it's a big issue in Miami and um, they need to get a hold of this because this is a huge tragedy, mm. huge tragedy. Mm. Let's take a break. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Do you know who Napoleon is? I did not before. You didn't know who no, Napoleon was? No, so no, 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 no. Okay, so you didn't know Napoleon. So like, what part of the history rapper. class? Oh, no, oh, I was about to get you. I was about to get you, Napoleon Bonaparte, Waterloo. He's Napoleon Bonaparte. Hey, I like Napoleon as a historical figure. He's all fucked up, but he was like a little, <laughs> he was like, he's a terrible but he's like a little feisty guy with a hat. Hence the name. Yeah, the Napoleon, Napoleon complex. complex. Is that where that comes from? 
Yes. I'm fucking kidding. Everybody knows that. The, the oh, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I used to I used to I used to call Harvey little Napoleon. I used to be like, I'm you're even I mean I'd be like, you're even smaller than Napoleon. If 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 Napoleon <laughs> was Harvey's if, if if Napoleon <laughs> was Harvey's size, then he would have destroyed the entire world. Har- Is that what you told him? Yeah, Harvey looked at Napoleon. Napoleon giant to Harvey. Like, like so if Napoleon was Harvey size, he'd have took destroyed the entire world. Okay. But Tupac had a group for you guys who don't know who are children. And they were like his backing group, but they were also they they were they were they were dope. You knew the you knew the outlaws though, because they were on hit him up. Oh, the outlaws. I sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's so the, the group out- he was in. Okay. So yeah, so the outlaws, they they were Tupac's group. They they weren't really a backing group. They 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 were they were rap with Tupac. Um, like his mm-hmm. homies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was they all had names of different outlaws. It was Gaddafi, Napoleon. Edie Amin. Uh, it was just, you know, I didn't know who Edie Amin was when I started listening to the Outlaws. And then mm-hmm. I started listening to, um, I started reading up on Edie Amin and I was like, hmm, I don't know about that one. You know, it's like a lot of these guys, you know, whatever. Uh, but Napoleon, who was around Tupac back in the day, told a story. It's on a podcast. And he mm-hmm. said that Jada Pinkett Smith had to beg Tupac not to beat up Will Smith. Okay. So Tupac and Jada Pinkett Smith had a very, very loving relationship. They basically were kind of almost like each other's first loves. And they were like, just like dumbass cool like that for a long time. And it was an on again, off again thing. All right. Tupac and Jada Pinkett Smith. So apparently she started messing around with Will Smith and she thought it was necessary to go to Tupac and have and ask Tupac not to beat up Will Smith. And so Napoleon was like, Tupac was actually offended by this. Tupac was offended that it's it's um uh it, the, the name of the podcast, by the way, I want to make sure I shout it out. Uh it was called a lowdown. The, the podcast is called Art of Dialogue. The movie she was filming at the time was called A Lowdown Dirty Shame, which is uh, which is a movie that I love. Her and Keen Ivory Wayans, Charles S. Dutton. I love that movie. But anyway, she apparently was scared that Pac was going to beat up Will Smith because she had started to see Will Smith. All right. Let me ask you a question. I'm not going to lie. I think Tupac will fuck Will Smith. I think Will Smith will fuck Tupac up. Really? I do. You think Tupac's just all talk? I don't think Tupac was all talk. Don't get me fucked up out here in LA. That's not what I said. What well, I that's what I heard. What I what I said what what I said was, I don't understand why we're so sure that Tupac will fuck Will Smith up. It's simply because of what Tupac was talking about in his music versus what Will Smith was talking about in his. People automatically assume Tupac will win. People automatically assume that because people are saying, damn, Jada really stalled him out. Jada kept Pac off. Rest in peace, Pac. Will Smith, like 6'2", athletic guy. Pac was maybe like 5'9", 5'8". I'm not saying that Pac was, but I'm saying, why are we so sure that Pac could fuck up Will Smith? 
But who's saying Pac would? That's what people on the Twitter are saying. Have you ever had to stop? Is he is he using assistance or is he just using these hands? See, maybe that's what people are assuming. Pac has stomped some people out before. Rest in peace, Pac. He did stomp some people out. But I'm talking about just a fair one. Just a straight up fair one. You think, who do you think could win? Straight up fair one. Remember, this is not I Am Legend Will Smith, by the way, who got Brolic Diesel. Okay, in, in years this is in the parents future. Just don't, this is Fresh Prince, Will Smith. At 94, 95. That's Fresh Prince. That's Independence Day. Not Independence Day slash Bad Boys Will Smith. Okay. Okay. Who do you think who do you think wins? Fight between Will Smith and Tupac. Did you see Lamar Odom and um Aaron Carter? Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do this. Don't do that. Don't don't do that to Will Smith, man. Don't, don't. No, I'm giving it to Will. I'm I'm talking about the difference in the the size, the reach. Right. So you, you know think, what I'm saying? I, I'm not gonna lie. I think it would have been a fair fight. I, I don't think, think been you a fair could fight too. It wouldn't be a landslide. I think if it was 12 rounds, they go all 12. 12 rounds, they go all 12. How many rounds? Each guy. Oh, is it? It comes down to a decision. Comes down to a decision. Like, it comes down to a decision. It would probably be Will. Will? How Especially many? Especially if we're talking bad boy. He was in shape. We talking? I, I don't know. Pac, I don't know Pac to be an athlete. We talking about eight to four? We talking about ten to two? How many rounds? No, Please. not ten to two. I, I more even. Maybe like eight four seven five. Eight four seven five. I got. I got Will taking it. I got Will taking I, it. I got Will taking it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like nine three. I do too. Like if we're if it. we're yeah ninety four ninety five will yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> furthermore, let me ask you a question about this. What do you think overall about Jada Jada Pinkett Smith's sort of memorializing her proximity to Pac? I think a lot, okay. I feel like this has been something people talk about before. They get a little offended that she does that. But it's Pac. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like she's allowed to do that. It's not like it's just any old ex-boyfriend. We don't know the details of their relationship. He seems like it was like a dear friend, maybe a lover, but also like family at the same time. Also, it's very Jada. Jada likes attention. You're going to commemorate was it either his birthday or his death? I'm not quite sure. By reading a poem that nobody ever heard before when he was in jail. Jada likes this stuff. And Will knows it. I don't even think it phases Will. I don't think he cares at all. Well, I don't Jada think he, likes attention. Yeah, I don't think he cares about this, but I think there's other things that he's cared about. I just wonder now, it's starting to be, because it was always. What else did she do? August Alcina, she did. Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> right. thought you were talking. No, no, no. I thought oh. you were talking about what she does with Pac. With Pac, no. Um, yeah. She literally she... did August Alsina multiple times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, and I think it's interesting now because I think the the narrative on Jada and Will is changing. I think mm. the narrative on Jada and Will used to be that Will had a wandering eye and that Will was sort of the, the catalyst behind their open relationship or whatever. I'm not so sure if that's actually the case. I think it's mutual. I think they both they both do. Mm. I think it's I think they both have a wandering eye. You know something I don't? No. 
No, I don't. Mm. No, I don't. Mm. I, don't. I think they both do. Would you would you carry the flame for one of your ex boyfriends for like years and years and years and years if they were on the two? Let's if say if he was Pac, yes. Wow. So here's the so you're you're happily married now. You're happily married to a guy who's got his own. I've been seeing him do his TikTok videos about weight loss. I've been trying. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do some of the fucking workouts. Oh, have you been following the steps or whatever I, he's saying? I've been trying to. I've been or oh, whatever he's saying. Jesus. <laughs> wow. God. Damn, Brian. God. Damn. That does sound bad. <laughs> um, so I've been trying to do them. They're not easy. You know, he all he does them shirtless, making me think we're gonna look like that. I get up, I look like a fucking Tootsie Roll pop. But 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 uh um <laughs> you know when you sit on the Tootsie Roll, I'll tell you how I look right now. You ever when you were a kid, did you ever find a Tootsie Roll that you forgot and it's been there for a while and it's mangled? And it looks like you're like, ugh, who would ever want to be? That's me. <laughs> that's not stop. Like man. that's Don't my body. Do that to uh, but but um, <laughs> but no. So it's a really good visual. L- let's say you know everybody knows what that looks like because Tootsie yeah, Rolls is it just to be around. You just define Tootsie Rolls, but then people don't eat them anymore. So you have a boyfriend that's as big as Pac. Would you carry his flame on forever? And he's passed away, and he died too soon. Yeah, tragically. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what if it was Brian? What if Brian had a girlfriend who was like Selena level or something like I'm that? I'm sure Will is a Pac fan. I know, I know that he is. But so there you go. Don't. don't so if it was Selena, don't, just said don't, Selena. D- don't d- d- rest in peace, Selena. By the way, you gotta be respectful. But so if, if Brian Brian's and- ex was Selena, we would absolutely honor her so if brian's let's not use selena exactly because a lot of people probably love selena and it's going to trigger them but let's say if brian had like a super popular famous ex who had passed away young you wouldn't have any problem with him commemorating her all the time and stuff not at all i'm gonna be honest with you it's gonna get old for me i'm gonna be like okay how are they doing it right like it's gonna it's gonna get old for me because they're only commemorating them on a birthday or on a, a the death that's mm. twice a year. And, and I'm not even like, I'm not even jealous like that. Like, I don't, I don't care about shit like that. But every, but every, no. you know, it's going to get old for me. It's going to get no, old for me. That's, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay. It's Tupac. Tupac Shakur. You like his music? The Outlaws, Napoleon. You didn't know who Napoleon was. That's crazy. Napoleon conquered like, conquered so much Stop. of the world. Stop. Don't start that rumor. You don't even know who Napoleon, Napoleon <laughs> and conquered. And you didn't know what a Napoleon complex was. Sure didn't. Um, Kodak Black threw a Kodak Black. I cannot. I cannot. This is the foolery I was talking about. This is what I, I thought you were talking about. I oh, we can't. have to talk about it. So I want the Thought Warriors out there to know that for all of you guys out there that really have been struggling over this last year, that have really been doing bad, I hope it comforts you to know that Kodak Black uh, threw like stacks and stacks of money uh, into the water. He said, this is what he did. He threw a stack of $100 bills into the ocean and then he threw them down the toilet. Uh, he's, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Who wrote this? Kodak Black has been lamenting <laughs> on social media lately and now he's, casual, he's casually tossing away hundreds, if not thousands of dollars into the abyss. Um, he threw $100, bill, $100 bills off a boat. Uh, then he flushed $1,000 uh, down a toilet bowl. His name is Bill Israel. Uh, no, wait. What's his name? Bill That's K. That's his Capri. government name? His name is Bill K. Capri. 
like his name is Bill K. Capri. That's 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 Kodak Black's name. What do you think about this? Bill? You didn't know that? <laughs> no. His name is Bill K. Capri. <laughs> his name is Bill K. Capri. It's Kodak Black. What do you think? What do you think about him throwing money away? What do you think about it? He's hmm? a rapper. I hate that we're doing this story. Why? Clearly he's not okay. Right? You don't you don't throw money into the water like that. But the question I really have is I'm more or not even question the comment. I'm more mad at the person who filmed it. I'll be damned if I film somebody throwing money like that, free money into the water, and I'm not either trying to stop you or trying to get it myself. I would have been catching them dollar bills before they hit the water. Mm -hmm. That man stood there and filmed him putting all that money in the water, which apparently I didn't see $100,000, but apparently people were saying it was at least $100,000. You know what? It's so negative that I don't really have a strong opinion. There's like nothing bad. Is it? Is it his money and he can do? Is there nothing good about it? Is it his money and he can yeah, do whatever? Yeah, there's nothing good about it. Is it his money and he can do whatever he wants to do with it? Fine, fine. Even if to me, Van, would you record? Would you hold the phone up and record while your friend threw a hundred thousand dollars into the water? Depends on the friend. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go for the money. No. No, that's not how I am. Like it's not about money for me. You know. It's not all I'm about not, money. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. It's. It's. It's not all about money. Sometimes to me, it's, it's not just that about, it's about money. It's about the That's... experience, Rachel. Sometimes it's just about oh. the experience. Sometimes oh. you want to capture these moments of your friends being oh. dumbasses, being complete asses. That's what d- I was going to say. Disrespecting people that are is. Oh, and look, we're so old. We're so. We're so. We're so upset about it. We're mad. There's so, there's so many people out there that are out of work. This is how people are gonna be like, "Oh man, you're so old." Yeah, nigga, niggas ain't got no bread. And this motherfucker like throwing bread off the fucking thing. Niggas is this niggas is hungry. Not okay. Like, yeah, it, it bothers me. I'm old. Fuck it. Like, I'm old. I'm too old to be like, God damn, that nigga Kodak Black just don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, it, I looked at it he and I looks. I look, yo, b- bless, bless this brother, bless him, bless his whole family tree. No, you should be concerned. People should be concerned. His mind is bad, clearly. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Pooh who uh, got indicted based off Instagram. Pooh career just got started, man. These kids, these kids, these guys. I like Pooh like I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. These kids need guidance, man. Or right, can I ask you a question? Which rap star, which big homie is going to step in and help these kids? Like what current rapper? Yeah. Who who should do it? Which current rapper? Don't say Jay-Z. Which current rapper should step in and help these kids? How big is the rapper supposed to be? He's got to be big enough to where they'll listen to him. Yeah. See, because my first thought was Trey the Truth. Trey the Truth is good. I know. Trey the Truth is good. Trey the Truth is a good one. Trey the Truth got... He a legend in two games, though. He's rapped, but then he got a good reputation around the city. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. No, the city, he's just honored at the Billboard Awards. Changemaker Award. Now he's nationally known. Yeah, trade the truth. All right. Uh, For mail- his civic work. Mailbag. Let's go. Do it now. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries 
and we'll chime in. All right, Trudy, come on. You're back. It's mailbag. You know, it's been a, a weird week for the pod. We don't have to. Let's, let's do it. Hurry up. Last time mailbag went fucking horribly wrong. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so this is from Gina Colombo. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? A jack-off machine. What? A jack-off machine. Do you know what a fleshlight is? No. So a fleshlight is like a flashlight, but it's with flesh, right? So you take the fleshlight, you hold it, right? And then on the outside of the fleshlight, or the inside and the outside, they make it look like a woman's vagina. And it's like a flashlight, right? You hold it like a flashlight, but it's a flashlight, so you put it on and you use it on yourself, right? That's the what the flashlight is. And like different porn stars have different contracts to uh, like mold their personal private parts to be like the flashlight. So you can buy a flashlight of a different type of porn lady. I've never heard this. Well, there you go. You gotta learn something new today. I know a guy when I first got out to LA. A uh, couple years after I got out to LA, that not oh, only wait, I cannot top this. Not not <laughs> only that had a flashlight, but that had hooked his flashlight up to like a hydraulic thing, and could control it with oh my the gosh. yeah, and could control it with the remote. You just wait till Brian picks up your phone and sees that you've been searching for flashlights. He's going to be like, what the fuck? I was about to do it on the computer. And I was like, no, nah, I'm at work. Yeah. So <laughs> so he had hooked the flashlight up to like a hydraulic machine. And he could control the flashlight going back. And the thing was, it wasn't even that it was the he has a he has a sex toy. You're looking at the flashlights now. Yeah, he has a sex There's to- one in the shape of a hot dog. A flashlight in the shape of a hot dog, a hot dog flashlight. I've never seen it. Who would want that? Like with Kobayashi or something. Oh, I see it. That is festive, though. Like for the Fourth of July. <laughs> um, but he had hooked it up, and he was super proud of it. And he had a whole little roll. He's showing it off. Yeah, and he and it, it was on a roller, right? He had put it on this little. He had fashioned this whole little thing for it. It was on a roller, so that he could roll it over to his couch, and like put it on him as he was just like watching TV or watching porn or whatever. And I like I remember I saw it and I automatically recognized the flashlight and I was like, well, what's that thing behind it? He's like, oh, that moves it back and forth. He built it. He's like the Tony Stark of perverts. He built that. Well, you called him a pervert. I was gonna say an addict, but wow, can't top that next question. I wow, I I, I don't even I wouldn't even know what to do. And I just learned something. Yeah. Well, next question then. This is from Rochelle Crest. If you could live your life inside the plot of a movie, which movie oh, would you Lord. And why? You know I'm I'm a suck at this. I ain't seen half the movies. What would you like <laughs> me to answer for you? No, just joking. Uh, what is your Yes, yes. <laughs> no, what no, go no, ahead. No, hell, what movie? Hell no. Hell, you know what? What movie? I tell this What is, movie would I be in? Care Bears? Nope. Nope. If if you were gonna be inside of a movie White girls? Nope. Nope. If you if you were gonna be in the plot of a movie, it would be Harriet Tubman. 
it would be you would be Harriet Tubman because you would give it all up for your people and your love for them is so deep that you would risk your life every inch of you to fight against the man. You would be Cynthia. I thought Erva. you were going to put me in the house. No, you could Harriet Tubman, but you'd be right. in the house. That's so funny. That now see, I missed out right there. <laughs> I, that I could have done that. That was sitting right there for me. You'd be Harriet Tubman. Would I be Harriet Tubman? Nah, nah, nah. You'd be like Little Missy or something like that. Like By Samuel L. Jackson into Django. I would never. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I would never. That is one of the finest cinematic performances I've ever seen before in my life. But God damn, that's hard to watch. I would never <laughs> do you like that. Um, no, for me, it would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like it would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I've I, I never seen it. I would love to live. Duh. I would love to live <laughs> in, 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 that, in, in that reality. Think about it though. One movie though. One movie, even animated. This is tough for me. <laughs> Why? So, I don't. I, I when people ask, start, start asking me to think about movies, it's like I can only think of like two off the top of my head or something. I don't know. I just my mind just doesn't work that way. I don't know. I got to think about this. What movie would I would I be a part of? What movie would you would you want to live inside of the movie? You ever see The Matrix? It wouldn't be The Matrix. I'm thinking a musical here. Okay. What musical would I want to be a part of? The Wiz. You make a good Dorothy. The Wiz. The Wiz. That's a great one. Do me a favor. Run around with Michael Jackson. Hmm? Cast The Wiz in your life. Who would be the different characters? If you were Dorothy, who would be who? If I'm Dorothy, who would be? Brian is the scarecrow. Why is Brian got to be the scarecrow? Because they kind of had a thing, right? In The Wiz. No, they didn't. Diana and Michael did not have a thing. They were holding hands, though. Get on down. They were get easing on down. down the road. Ease on down. Ease <laughs> on down the road. I can't, I can't care. Don't you carry nothing that might be a load. And so what I'm saying is. I that... was in a musical, Dallas Black. Oh, my gosh. I'm messing with the wait, name. Wait, Dallas wait, Black wait, wait. Arts Dance I, Theater. I thought you was about to say I was in a musical version of Dallas Buyers Club. I was no. about to be like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, I've actually a, seen that what movie. What a terrible no, time at the Wiz. movies. I was oh in the ensemble. We had, we had a whole dance to ease on down the road. Mm. Uh, okay, I can't think about that right now. Right. What's the next question? What's next the next question. question? Next question. This is from Brianna Rose. What would be your strategy in a purge? Oh, come on. All these movie questions. Have you not? Go ahead, do you, man. Know, do you know The Purge? I've seen the first one, but it's been a, a really long time. Maybe another one. I barely remember it. My strategy during The Purge would be to be, so, a, to be a purger. <laughs> so you wouldn't be the ones hiding. No, because I think that's I think. How does how does that happen? Right. Like you're a purger. Right. OK. But other purgers can kill you or do you only attack the people who are hiding? But see, I would be a purger and I would like, so this is my strategy for the purge. I would be a purger, right? But we wouldn't really do shit. I'd be like, yeah, we're going to fucking kill some rich people tonight. Yeah. But first, we're going to have like a whole bunch of fucking nachos and chill and just talk a little bit. But we got a lot of guns and weapons and stuff. Yeah. And you'd be killed by another purge. No, they wouldn't. We would sit around like, <laughs> Van, is it time to go purging yet? Yeah. Let's go kill some people. Where? We got to drive to Seattle because they got the best purging. 
So we're here in LA, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to drive up to Seattle. All right, I know we didn't make it last purge, but I think this purge will actually get there. If we leave now, we could probably like a 19-hour drive, but we've got to drive up to Seattle, okay? The purge is a lot better up there. Let's purge! And then by the time it's over, like the purge is over. You know what I mean? Like I'd go, I'd go out to sea. What you don't see in those movies is anything happening on the water. I go out for the night on the water. Nobody's coming out there. That's hard to get. That that's hard to trap us on the water. You know what I mean? You can't you can't block us in anywhere. Okay, but there's a, there's yeah. one flaw in it though. What's what's the flaw? Is that let's say I know you're going out to the water. These purge guys have all kinds of crazy weapons. If I have an RPG, your boat is just sitting there. You can't get away. How far? How far? It's a rocket RPG. (laughs) It's a rocket (laughs) propelled grenade. Like the boat. If you're by yourself in the boat, but like let's say you were boating off the coast of Palos Verdes, I could literally just stand up on the top of the thing and just shoot rockets at you. Well, I wouldn't tell you where I was going. But you've never seen that in the movie. They're never on the water. I haven't seen all of them. Every year, they every year they hide in a bunker. They board up their homes. Nobody goes out to sea. Well, I'm telling you, the way to do it is to be just to be a purger. Okay. You be a. They attack each other. It happens in movies. Can I I ask something else about the purge? Like, you don't have to commit just like the bad crimes, right? Couldn't you be like a fun purger? Like, couldn't you just like taunt people? Oh yeah, toilet paper people's houses. I saw that in a movie. And like, did you have you ever done that? Hell no. Toilet paper somebody's house. I know you have, haven't you? See, I could say so many things, but like, what, what did you like? What do you do? But then when it happened to us, the Lindsays were not happy. It, do Do you understand <laughs> what would have happened? I remember one time people were talking about going to toilet paper somebody's house. You know what we did do? We used to drive down the street and take people's garbage cans, and then just drive with them out of the car. And hey, that's worse. And hold them as long as we could. And then, and then don't you judge me when you're then, over here doing that that's true and then one time a couple of my friends were doing it and they dropped one and a car had to swerve out of the way and then the guy started chasing them and then we got too scared to keep to keep doing it yeah you think yeah the purge. it rained when it happened to us so that's why whoa wet it's toilet paper everywhere yeah the judge wasn't happy yeah Bet he was. Did he did like so when that happened, did how did the judge react? Did he pray for the people? Did, <laughs> why would you do that to a judge's house? Was he a yeah, he was a judge then. But they were they weren't thinking about that. You know, they think they're invincible. They weren't thinking about all that. And they just TP'd the whole house. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. Last question. Let's go. This is over. This is going too long. Hurry up. This is, this is from Vaughn. What is your biggest non-career related accomplishment and why? Oh, that's easy for me. Marriage. Getting married. Getting married. Yep, that's it. Is that an accomplishment? Oh. Yes. Really? Does that count as an accomplishment? I always wanted that. And I'll tell you I'll tell you why. You can read it in my book and for more detail, but when you go through things, and you never think that it can happen for you or you personally have your own issues and you don't think you can be vulnerable enough to allow someone mm. to come in that way and to share your life with them and to grow together and to really, you know what I mean? That is a huge accomplishment. Mm. I really thought about that on my wedding day too. I'm like, man, I'm really here doing this thing. So you you accomplished something that you didn't know was going to be something possible there for There were yourself. times I didn't think, yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, mine would have been losing the 130 pounds when I lost the weight. That was a big accomplishment. That's and it huge. Was, and it was, yeah. Well, no, now I'm huge. No, you're not huge. Yeah, baby. I'm good, though. I lost I lost three pounds yesterday in one day. There you go. See, Ooh. he's on his way back to 130. You don't need to lose 130. Oh, my God. If you lost 130 No, now, one, if, I, if I lost 130, I would, oh I, would, I would have nothing left. Now, I'm just, I just need 30 pounds. 30 pounds. Okay, look. Um... Uh, that's it. It's over. Unexpected ally of the week. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Did We've you? been dealing with a lot here. I forgot about unexpected ally of the week. Yeah. We're going to start new and fresh next week. I'll tell you who the unexpected ally of the week is. Go ahead. It's uh, from the Facebook group. I see you. What did you do? Yeah. Shout out to my nemesis. Are we- Okay, this is unexpected ally. Ally. You can't be using it as a as a place to call out <laughs> our thought warriors. <laughs> Shout out to Shout out to Shout out to Okay. Wait, were you going at it with people in the Facebook group too? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, thought warriors, we're going to start fresh next week. We're all going to come back with 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 open minds. Open hearts. Van, I'm talking to you too. We're going to be ready to listen and learn and share ideas and have thought-provoking conversations. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a new week. And you know why? Because we have a long weekend to really come back, you know, to who we are, to ourselves, Mm. to the core of the podcast. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Shout out to our producers, Trudy Joseph and Donnie Beecham. We love you guys. All right. uh, Take thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Bye, Facebook. Okay, now I got to go look and see what you've been on there doing. No, it's not that big of a deal. It's, It's really not that big of a deal.